Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haprasit would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. I believe that today the sermon will really change your life. Is one of the subjects that is in the heart of God. My purpose today, after preaching the word, is to help you to know the original purpose and plan of God for mankind. Second purpose is to help you to believe in what the Bible says. The third purpose is to make sure you leave this church on Sunday to. You know, leave the service on Sunday like this, and begin to practice and become your lifestyle, and you will be experiencing what the Word of God says. The sermon today is about the blessing, the blessing, not just a blessing, the blessing of God. Let's start by reading Genesis chapter one, twenty-six to twenty-eight. I will read many scriptures today. Then God said, "Let us make man in our image, according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth." This is the beginning, the creation. At the time of creation, at the beginning, many thousand years ago. So, verse twenty-seven. So God created man in His own image. In the image of God, He created him, male and female. He created them. After He created them, they became living creature. They opened their eyes and saw the world. And what is the first word that God spoke to them? And that word is still for us today, because it's the original plan and purpose of God. For mankind, verse twenty-eight. Then God blessed them. God did not say, um, "What is your name? Where is your home? What are you going to do?" He said, "I bless you." And God said to them, "Be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every." Living thing that moves on the earth. The Bible say that when the first couple came into life, they heard the word "I bless you." That is the first book and the first chapter of the Bible. If you study the Bible throughout the whole Bible, God tried to bring this back to mankind because Adam. Unfortunately, blew it off. He blew that blessing off. He rebelled against God. He listened to the devil, and the devil took the authority from him. God gave him authority to be fruitful and fill the earth. Don't misunderstand when the Bible says "be fruitful and fill the earth." There are two meanings. Number one is to have many offspring that love God, obey God, and serve God. And number two, it means he would expand the Garden of Eden into the new piece of land, keep expanding 
the Garden of Eden, which is the place of blessing, the environment of blessing. No sickness, fruitfulness, everything going well, good relationship with God, health, prosperity, peace, and joy. The Garden of Eden spread all over the earth. Unfortunately, Adam did not do it. He blew it off, and after that, God kept finding, looking. For another man, for another couple, that would do the same thing that God told Adam and Eve to do, and at the end of the book of Revelation, chapter 22, God said that He would establish a new city. In that city, there will be the pure river of water of life. There will be the tree of life with the fruit on it. And that fruit is the healing of the nations. The Bible says there will be no more curse in the end time. The first book talk about the blessing. The last book, Revelation 22, talk about the blessing again. The garden of God will be established again in the end time. We are in between the book of Genesis chapter 1 and the Revelation chapter 22. And the original plan of God still there. That God wants us to be blessed by the blessing that God gave to Adam and Eve. Deuteronomy chapter 30, verses 19 to 20. Again, God created us to have the freedom of choice. I have been a pastor for 30-something years now. And I told Pastor Da yesterday at home, Da, I noticed that the main reason the people are so different, some people are blessed so much, some people have trouble because of the heart. The heart is true. That's why Jesus said there are four kinds of soil. I want to be a good soil that produce fruit to be blessed. And I pray for the members of this church all the time that they will have the right kind of heart toward God. God even say, David is a man after God's own heart. Why the heart is so important? Because we have freedom of choice. If our heart is wrong, we choose the wrong thing. If our heart is right, we choose the right thing. And what happened? Deuteronomy chapter 30, verses 19 to 20. I call heaven and earth as witnesses today against you, that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, your heart, choose life that both you and not only you and your descendants may live. And that you may love the Lord your God, that you may obey his voice and that you may cling to him for he is your life. The person who gives life is our God. And the length of your days that you may dwell in the land which the Lord swore to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to give them. This scripture is to apply to us that we need to make a decision in our heart every day whether we're going to choose life or death. We're going to choose the blessing or the cursing. And I pray that after you listen to this sermon, you will make a decision to choose life and the blessing. By Clinging to God, obeying God, dying to your flesh, and do whatever is right. Don't be like Adam, 
who blew the blessing away from you and your descendants. I want to talk to all the dads in this room. Dads, men, your decision will also impact your children. Some way, somehow, it will impact your children in the long term. I noticed as a pastor for many years, dad that is really on fire for God, love God, children are doing well. But dad who are very rebellious against God, children suffer and struggle every day. Because the blessing cannot pass into that next generation unless the children themselves repented, turn around themselves. But otherwise, the decision of the dad and the mom will really impact their descendants. Thank God. I'm going to read very important key scripture regarding the blessing that God gave to Adam and later on to Abraham and Joseph and David and Daniel and Jesus himself. Galatians chapter 3, verses 13 to 14. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law because we all broke the law of God before we became a Christian. We faced the cursing. But Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us, for it is written, curse is everyone who hanged on a tree. On that tree, Jesus received the curse of mankind. Everybody cursed came upon him. And there was an re- unreasonable exchange. He took the curse and he gave us the blessing. So God's original plan is still there. He wants to bless mankind. He wants to bless us. What did he do? He sent Jesus to die for us, to receive our curses so that we have the right to receive the blessing that Adam has blown away. Through Jesus Christ, we can be blessed. The blessing is available through Jesus' work on the cross. The channel that we can receive the blessing back from God is through Christ Jesus. We need to become a Christian. We need to repent of our sin and receive Christ into our heart. Next, verse 14. Then the blessing of Abraham might come upon, I like the word come upon, there's something jump on you. The blessing jump on you. I don't want to let you go. I'm going to be with you. Jump on you. Come upon the Gentiles. How many people are Gentiles in this room? Every hand should be lifted up because you are not the Jews. Okay. In Christ Jesus, Christ Jesus is a channel that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Yes, Jesus died on the cross, give us the channel or the way to get the blessing back. But the agent who really work in our life that we can have that potential of blessing is the Holy Spirit. God used the word, the promise of the Holy Spirit because in the Old Testament, not every believer has the Holy Spirit. But when Jesus died on the cross, the curtain between the Holy of Holies and the Holy Place was torn down from the top to the bottom. And the Holy Spirit or the presence of God came out from the Holy of Holies and entered into every single believer. It's a promise of God. God say, I will give the Spirit a new heart and new spirit into my people. God promised that in the Old Testament. So the Holy Spirit is the manifestation of the promise of God. And he is the agent who will bring the blessing upon us. And how do we receive that? Okay, Jesus died for us. The Holy Spirit is the agent to 
help us to live in the life of the blessing of Adam and Abraham. How are we going to receive that? We have to do our part through faith and obedience. Okay, so we cannot separate the kingdom of God from the blessing. We cannot separate the word of God from the blessing. We cannot separate the Holy Spirit from the blessing. We cannot separate the gospel from the blessing. We cannot separate God from the blessing because He's the God of the blessing. In the kingdom, in walking with Jesus, the blessing of God is available to us. But we have to do our part that we're going to learn. Let's look at some example of how the blessing work in the life of the believers. The first one I want to read is Moses. In Exodus chapter 34, verses 1 to 12. Exodus 34, 1 to 12. And the Lord said to Moses, Cut two tablets of stone like the first ones, and I will write on this table the words that were on the first tablets, which you broke. So be ready in the morning, and come up in the morning to Mount Sinai, and present yourself to me there on the top of the mountain. And no man shall come up with you, and let no man be seen throughout all the mountain. Let neither flocks nor herds feed before the mountain. So he cut two tablets of stone like the first ones. Then Moses rose early in the morning. Moses was the man who really obeyed God. When God said it, he did it the next morning. He never argued. He did not say, oh, let me pray about it another three years. He did it right away. He was a man of obedience, and he was a man who was seeking the kingdom of God first. The Bible says that Moses denied to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. It means, I seek the kingdom of God first. I don't seek the kingdom of Egypt. He was a man of faith and obedience. That's why God blessed him with the blessing of Abraham. Then Moses rose early in the morning and went up to Mount Sinai as the Lord had commanded him. And he took in his hand the two tablets of stone. Now the Lord descended. Now he met the glory, the presence of God in the cloud and stood with him there and proclaimed the name of the Lord. And the Lord passed before him and proclaimed, The Lord, the Lord God. Merciful, I like the description of our God. Merciful and gracious, long-suffering and abounding in goodness. He has so much goodness in him, super abundant goodness and truth. Keeping mercy for thousand. It means that when you obey God, love God, the blessing will go to the thousand generation after you. Forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin by no means, clearing the guilty. He forgave and he cleared the guilty, the guilt. Visiting, but on opposite way, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children and the children's children to the third and the fourth generation. How many fathers in this room love your children? Raise your hand up. How many people in this room who are the parents want your children to be blessed? Raise your hand up. Praise God. You love your children? You know one of the things that you can leave for your children? is to love God, obey God, and get the blessing from God. Because they're going to pass to the thousand generation. But if you hate your children, just sin. Just rebel. And then the curse is going to go to the third and fourth generation. I love my children, so I obey God. Amen? I want my children to be blessed to the thousand generation. So Moses make haste and bow his head toward the earth and worship. 
Then he said, "If now I have found grace in your sight, O Lord, let my Lord, I pray, go among us." He realized the importance of the presence of the Holy Spirit or the glory of God, because that is the source, the agent of the blessing. He wants God to come with him in that generation again. The Holy Spirit is not with everybody. The pillar of cloud and the pillar of fire lead Moses and the children of Israel. He said, "Don't leave. Stay with us." Even though we are a stiff-necked people, and pardon our iniquity and our sin, and take us as your inheritance, and God said, "Behold, listen carefully. Behold, our God is a God of a covenant. I make a covenant before all your people. I will do marvels such as have not been done in all the earth, nor in any nation, and all the people among whom you are." Shall see the work of the Lord. They're gonna experience and see the blessing of God. The hand of God will move, and they shall see the blessing of God. For it is an awesome thing that I will do with you. Observe what I command you this day. Behold, I am driving out before you the Amorite and the Canaanite and the Hittite and the Perizzite and the Hivite and the Jebusite. Take heed to yourself. Lest you make a covenant with the inhabitants of the land where you are going, lest it be a snare in your midst. The children of Israel were in Egypt as slavery and in bondage for 400 years. Then God brought them out by the ministry of Moses. When they came out, the pillar of cloud and the pillar of fire was protecting them. And leading them, the presence of the Holy Spirit in the tangible form of the pillar of fire and the pillar of cloud, the enemy could not touch them. The blessing was with them. Because of the blessing, manna came from the sky for forty years. Because of the blessing, the water came out of the rock. Because of the blessing, there was no chiropractor, there was no neurosurgeon. And internees there, no one was sick. Their shoes are not even torn for 40 years because of the blessing. They were healthy. They have much to eat. But the key, God say, I make a covenant with you. Everyone say covenant. In other words, make a contract. I will bless you. I will do great things in you and through you. But You need to do something in this contract. Is that right? When you have a contract, it means both sides have to do something. When you buy a house, the person who's selling the house will sign the contract. I will give the ownership to you, but you have to do something. You need to write a check and give to me too. That is a contract. Every time you do something, you have a contract. God say, if you have a contract, I will bless you, but do your part. Get to know my word, obey my word, and walk by faith, and don't rebel against me. That is a contract, and that contract and that covenant still with us today. If we obey God, we know the word, we trust in the word, we obey Him, and do what He say, we shall have the blessing of Abraham come upon us. Jesus already bought that blessing back, got it back from the hand of the enemy. What we need to do is to keep that covenant with God. To obey Him. When God called me to start His church, I obey Him. 
When God told me to record the teaching, I obey Him, no matter how much money I have to spend. When God told us to do anything, we obey Him, and we shall be blessed. Amen. The same blessing parted the Red Sea. The same blessing gave the pillar of fire and the pillar of cloud, the protection, the leading of God. All the great things happened, victory after victory, because of the blessing. The lions in the lion den could not open their mouth to kill Daniel. Because of the blessing, Goliath knocked down by the hand of David with one stone. The blessing. Because of the blessing, Samson has so much power. But later on, he lost the blessing because he dishonored God. My dear brother, sister, we need to obey God and have faith in God if we want to live in the blessing of Abraham. Unfortunately, many Christians in the world do not understand this truth in the Bible at all. They don't know the word because they don't know the word. They don't know what to obey, and they don't have faith. In order to obey and in order to have faith, you need to know what God says first, and that's why we need to read the Bible and we need to listen to the anointed teaching. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing of the word of God. Do you know that after Sunday service, I spend hours and hours. Pastor Da can be my witness. From Sunday night to Tuesday evening to edit my sermon, in order to come out on the table there for you to listen again, I spend a lot of hours prepare the teaching in order to make sure you know the word, you believe in the word, you obey the word, and you and your descendant shall be blessed. I worked so hard all this year to prepare all this teaching because I want you to be blessed. God loved you so much to make a pastor like this who really takes serious about the Word of God and try to teach every Sunday. Amen. Many Christians are defeated, sick, weak, poor because they do not know the Word, or they rebel against the Word, or they do not have faith in the Word. When you read the Word, you need to mix your faith with the Word of God, and when the revelation and the Light of God that come from the Word and the Holy Spirit shine into your spirit. When the inside is changed, then the outward things start to change. Then good things start to happen because something has changed on the inside of you by the Word of God. Faith rises up; you begin to obey, and then your financial situation change. Your marriage is changed. Things start to get better. Your body that was sick is healed. One lady in the Thai service; she's 80 years old. We just record her video last Sunday testimony. This lady accepted Christ almost a year ago. She came into the church with heart problem. She this has this near. She walked with leg pain every Sunday. She will come to me and say, "I really sick." The doctor say you have to live with this heart disease. But she never missed church on Sunday. She came to the prayer line and sit on the chair every Sunday to get pray for, get pray for, just build her faith, listen to the word. And on February 14, the Valentine's Day, that is the day of her victory after almost a year. God hit her. The leg pain is gone. The heart condition is healed completely. And now she walk around without leg pain, without chest pain, without any problem. She walk around the neighborhood now. Why? Because she got the word, got the word in, got the word in for years, for a year, and then eventually the faith rise up in her. The inside change, then the outside change. The heart is changed. Her leg is healed. The back problem is healed. 
You need to keep listening to the word of God, and you need to keep building your faith until the light of the word shine into your heart, and you come to the point like, yes, I get it. Now you see things differently. You talk differently. You behave differently. You act differently, and you do everything differently because your heart is enlightened by the word of God, and your faith rise up. And you get the blessing from God. That's why we need to take serious about the Holy Spirit and the Word of God, because these two things gonna lead you to the blessing of Abraham. Do you know that this is? I believe hundred percent this because I just used to be a non-believer. Do you know that every sinner, every human being on earth, has sinned against God? How many people believe that? Every human being has sinned against God. And when they sin against God, they carry around the cursing and demons in them. Everywhere they go, there will be the curse in them and the demons in them, because sinning opened the door for the demons. But after we become a Christian, we accept Christ. It doesn't mean that all the curse is going to go away in one day. All the blessing is going to come on you in one day. In one second after you accept Christ, it doesn't mean the demon is going to come out from you right away. It's not automatic. You need to do something. That's why Paul say in the book of Philippians, you need to work out your salvation. Work out your salvation. Work out. Go to the gym and work out your salvation. How do you work it out? You go to church, listen to sermon, read the Bible, build your faith, kick demon out of you, and then repent of your sin, whatever you are doing wrong that bring curse to you and your children. Repent as soon as possible. Change your lifestyle, and when you do that, you kick out one curse at a time. Kick out one curse. Kick demon out of you, and eventually you grow up. You become strong. Now you walk any place, you carry the blessing. When you go to some place, you make the Garden of Eden there. Everywhere you go, instead of being filled with demon, you are being filled with the presence of God, and that's what God wants you to do: is to repent and fill your life with the blessing and with the presence of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Jesus came to the cross to die for us, so that we can be blessed. And when we are blessed, we kick out all the sin, repent, and bring the blessing in. Everywhere we go, we're gonna change the atmosphere there. We're gonna change the environment to be the Garden of Eden. Example is in the Bible, such as Joseph. I like the story. Joseph is one of my heroes in the Bible. Joseph was persecuted and mistreated by his brothers. Joseph kept his heart right all the time. He kept honoring God. When Potiphar's wife tried to sleep with him, he got up and ran away. And he said, "I'm not going to despise my boss, my master, Potiphar. I will obey God. I would do anything to make God happy." He obeyed God. He was promoted to be the manager as a slave. Then the wife of Potiphar lied about him. He got thrown into jail. In jail, the Bible says clearly in the book of Genesis, God is with him. What does it mean? The Holy Spirit is with this man. In other words, the agent that bring the blessing was with the man Joseph because his heart was right. He obeyed God. He honored God. 
He never sinned against God. So when he got into jail, he got this promotion again. He saw the revelation. He could interpret the dream. He helped his friend in jail. Two guys came to him, asked for interpret the dream because all these guys know that the God was with him. So he could resolve the problem. He has wisdom. He got promotion. Eventually, the jailer say, "Hey, Joseph, I'm gonna promote you to be the manager in jail. No, now I can sit on the couch, watch TV, and eat popcorn because you can manage and run the whole jail now." He got promotion even in jail. Brothers and sisters, when you got the blessing from God, it doesn't matter what town you are in. It doesn't matter where you are. The blessing is with you. And in that place, you're gonna change the place into the Garden of Eden, because the blessing is on you and will work around you and help other people and bless other people. How many people want to be that kind of people, like Joseph? Wherever you go, the blessing is on you, and will change your company. When you are hired into your company, your company get prosperous. Amen. I remember when I first got into University of Washington. My boss loved me so much because every end of three months we have a mortality and morbidity conference. In other words, all the chief resident have to present all the patient who died and the patient who had complication. And every three months, my list of death and complication is very small. Other resident, long list: fifteen people, ten people, but me, two people. My boss loved me. My boss wanted me to. Go back to Harborview all the time because less death, less complication. You know why? The blessing was on me. So the blessing was at Harborview was when I was there. The patient do well, they heal, they got good outcome. But what we need to do is to obey, is to have faith in God, have faith in the Word, and obey His love commandment. Love God with all your heart, love God with all your soul, with all your spirit, and love your neighbor as yourself. When you obey the command, you ignite that covenant, and God say, "I'm gonna pour the blessing on you wherever you go. The blessing will work in us and work around us. It will bring promotion, wisdom, favor, all kind of good things. That same thing happened to Joseph. The same." Thing, the same blessing that Joseph had, the same blessing that Abraham had, the same blessing that Adam had before he blew it away, can be on us as well. You know, our God is not respecter. Listen carefully. Our God is not a respecter of people or person. It doesn't matter what skin color you have. It doesn't matter you are Chinese or Thai or Laotian or American. He is not a respecter of person, but he is a respecter of faith and his word. Even though you short, you small, less hair, more hair, it doesn't matter. If you have faith and you obey the word of God and you keep the covenant with God, He shall bless you. No discrimination, because He is a respecter of faith and of the word of God. Amen. Now you understand why I say your heart is so important. Why people in the church are so different? Because we have different kind of hearts. I hope that you will have the. Soft and good soil, good heart, that you will seek God like Joseph and obey God and do the right thing to bring the blessing to you and to your children to the thousand generation. The Holy Spirit is the agent who bring that blessing into our life. 
but we receive the blessing through Jesus Christ. Amen. And the blessing will work on us 24/7, everywhere we go, any place, any time. The blessing is working. Amen. Hallelujah. Now let's look at other example in the Bible. We can see that the blessing of Abraham, how the blessing work in Genesis chapter 20, verses 1 to 18. Genesis 21 to 18. And Abraham journeyed from there to the south and dwelt between Kadesh and Shur and stayed in Gerar. Now Abraham said to Sarah, his wife, she is my sister. And Abimelech, king of Gerar, sent and took Sarah. But God came to Abimelech in a dream by night and said to him, Indeed, you are a dead man. Wow, very strong word. Abimelech took somebody's wife, Abraham's wife, because he misunderstood that Sarah was a sister of Abraham. You see, the blessing upon Abraham protected him from losing his wife, from getting into trouble. Because of the woman whom you have taken, for she is a man's wife. But Abimelech had not come near her. So God protected that nothing happened in the physical level yet. And he said, Lord, will you slay a righteous nation also? Did he not say to me, she is my sister? And she even, she herself said, they, they kind of try to get away by saying that. He is my brother in the integrity of my heart and innocence of my hands. I like that, pure heart and clean hand. I have done this. And God said to him in a dream, Yes, I know that you did this in the integrity of your heart. For I also withheld you from sinning against me. You know, when you sin against people, you also sin against God. You need to understand that. It's not just about you and another human being. You sin against God too. Therefore, I did not let you touch her. Now, therefore, restore the man's wife. In other words, return the woman to the, to the husband. For he is a prophet. And he will pray for you and you shall leave. Sound like he was sick now. His household was sick because God punished him, judged him. But if you do not restore her, know that you shall surely die. You and all who are yours. Wow, the whole household is going to die. God will judge the whole household. So Abimelech rose early in the morning. He repented right away. Called all his servants and told all these things in their hearing. And the men were very much afraid. And Abimelech called Abraham and said to him, What have you done to us? Have, how have I offended you that you have brought on me and on my kingdom a great sin? You have done deeds to me that ought not to be done. Then Abimelech said to Abraham, What did you have in view that you have done this thing? And Abraham said, Because I, I thought... Surely the fear of God is not in this place. And they will kill me on account of my wife. His wife was beautiful. He's afraid that people are going to kill him to take his wife away. But indeed, she is truly my sister. She is the daughter of my father, but not the daughter of my mother. They are cousins. And she became my wife. 
And it came to pass when God caused me to wander from my father's house, and that I said to her, "This is your kindness that you should do for me in every place wherever you go. Say of me, he is my brother." In a sense, a little bit cunning here, but he's still human being. He still sinned against God. Then Abimelech took sheep, oxen, and male and female servants, and gave them to Abraham, and he restored Sarah, to his wife, to him. And Abimelech said, "See, my land is before you. Dwell where it pleases you." Then to Sarah he said, "Behold, I have given your brother, mean Abraham, a thousand pieces of silver. Indeed, this vindicates you before all who are with you and before everybody." Thus she was rebuked. So Abraham prayed to God, and what happened? God answered his prayer, and God healed Abimelech, and. His wife and his female servant. Then they bore children. For the Lord has closed up all the wombs of the house of Abimelech because of Sarah, Abraham's wife. We learn from this story. Number one, don't sin, because when you sin against anybody, you sin against God, and the judgment will come. Two, the blessing of Abraham protected him, protected Abraham and Sarah, and the blessing also. Caused him to have a powerful prayer answer. He God took his side because Abraham was the man of God. Even though he made some mistake, he took Hagar. He lied in this situation, but overall, his heart is right. My brother and sister, you don't need to be perfect, but you need to keep repenting, keep your heart right, keep your faith, keep the life of obedience. The blessing is. The spiritual potential in you, from the Holy Spirit, the blessing is a spiritual power. Let me compare the blessing to the seed. Do we have to teach a seed to grow to become a big tree? We don't need to, because God put that natural potential in a seed to sprout the root and to grow up into the big tree and produce flower and fruit. The same thing, the Holy Spirit in you gives you the seed of the blessing. That wherever you go, the blessing know what to do. Work in the heart of your boss, work in the heart of your customer, open the door for you, give you promotion, wisdom, protection, supernatural ability, supernatural talent to you. And another thing we can learn from the Bible is that the blessing will also pass into the people under you. We're going to read the last scripture here together. In other words, if you're in the church where the pastor and the wife are blessed, you'll be blessed too, because you are in the same house of the blessing. You remember when the Ark of the Covenant was moved into the house of Obed Edom, the Bible said the whole house was blessed for three months. Not just Obed Edom, his wife, his kids—they all blessed. So when you are blessed, people around you and under you will be blessed as well. Let's read the last passage of the scripture in Genesis chapter 14. I want to show you that I'm not making this up. It's in the Bible. Genesis chapter 14. Were the disciples of Jesus blessed? Yes, because they were around Jesus 
who was so full of the blessing of Abraham. Everywhere Jesus went, he healed the sick, he cast out demons, he multiplied the bread and the fish. Everywhere he went, he was so full of the blessing. The man of blessing. Daniel was blessed. Joshua was blessed. People under them were blessed. Look at the story here. Genesis chapter 14, I'm going to start to read from verse 8. And the king of Sodom, the king of Gomorrah, the king of Admar, the king of Seboim, and the king of Bela, that is Soar, five kings, went out and joined together in battle in the valley of Sidim against Shedolamur, king of Elam, Tidal, king of nations, Amraphel, king of China, and Ariok, king of Elasa. Four kings against five kings. What happened? Now the valley of Sidim was full of asphalt pits, and the kings of Sodom and Gomorrah fled. The five kings were defeated by the four kings. Some fell there, and the remainder fled to the mountains. Then they took all the goods of Sodom and Gomorrah and all their provisions and went their way. The four kings took the goods and left and have victory. Okay, what happened? They also took Lot. Lot was in Sodom. Abram's brother's son who dwell in Sodom. And his good, his money, jewelry, everything. Okay, what next? And departed. Then one who had escaped came and told Abram the Hebrew. For he dwelt by the Turibin trees of Mamre, the Amorite, brother of Eshcol and brother of Anu. And they were allies with Abram. Now, this is the key. Come to the point to see the blessing of Abraham. Now, when Abram heard that his brother was taken captive, he armed his 318 trained servants who were born in his own house and went in pursuit as far as Dan. Abraham had many servants. His servant has kids, grow up in the house. They grew up in the house of the blessing. This young man had never been trained by any army or professional soldier at all. They were just regular servants in the house. And only 318 guys, okay? This is not like 2,000 guys. Only 318. Verse 15. He divided his forces against them by night. He sent 318 men to fight with four kings. Big army. And he and his servant attacked them and pursued them as far as Hobah which is north of Damascus. So he brought back all the goods. Who won? The four kings or the 318 men won? 318 men won the four kings. Is it a miracle? Who gave them victory? Were they trained to be professional soldiers? Wow, but they won the battle. So he brought back all the goods and also brought back his brother Lot and his good, as well as the woman and the people. And the king of Sodom went out to meet him at the valley of Shaveh, that is the king valley, after his return from the defeat of Kedolomer and the king who were with him. Wow. Who gave supernatural ability for these 318 men to win the battle. The Lord, the blessing. How many people want to have the blessing? 
How many people want people in your house to have the blessing? Start from who? You and me. We need to be like Abraham. We have the blessing, and everybody under us have the supernatural ability, have the supernatural anointing, supernatural support from God, the blessing, the promotion, the wisdom. Oh, I like this story. I'm excited to read this. Not only that, it's not done yet. Okay, go go on. Verse 18. Then Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought out bread and wine. He was the priest of God Most High. When you read the scripture, you know that King Melchizedek is a type of Jesus Christ. Jesus was the king and the priest at the same time. In this story, Melchizedek is a type of Jesus who was talking to Abraham. And King Melchizedek blessed him and said, Blessed be Abraham of God, Most High, possessor of heaven and earth. And blessed be God, Most High, who has delivered your enemies into your hand. And he gave him a tithe, 10%. Abraham know that this victory came from God. It did not come from his own ability at all. 318 men won the four kings. Wow, who gave him victory? God, the Most High. Amen? So he gave 10%. Tithing happened in the Old Testament already. Okay? Now the king of Sodom said to Abraham, Give me the person and take the good for yourself. So king of Sodom want to pay back something because... He saved King of Sodom out of the hand of the enemy. Listen carefully. I like Abraham's attitude. But Abraham said to the king of Sodom, I have raised my hand to the Lord. In other words, I praise God. He is my victory. He performed the battle for me. God most high, the possessors of heaven and earth, and I will take nothing from a thread to a sandal strap that I will not take anything that is yours, lest you should say I have made Abraham rich. I like that. Except only what the young men have eaten and the portion of the men who went with me, honor, Eskol, and Mamre. Let them take their portion. So in other words, people who help him, he said, they can take the gift from you. But for me, I deny the gift. Why he say that? Do you know the reason why? And he even gave tithe 10% to Melchizedek. The reason he denied to receive the gift from the king of Sodom is to proclaim that God made me rich. God gave me victory. I have the blessing of God on me. Not you. Man is not the answer to me. But God is the answer. God can make me rich, not you. My brother and sister, I end this sermon by encouraging you to be like Abraham, Joseph. I read the book of Genesis chapter 15. God brought Abraham out into the field and God asked him, look up now in heaven. And see the stars in the sky. And could you count the stars? Definitely, you cannot count the star. And then he said to Abraham, or Abraham, 
shall your descendant be? So in other words, he's going to have a lot of offspring, as numerous as a star in the sky, and shine the light of God upon these. You and me are the children of Abraham. But I like the scripture, verse six, right away. Abraham had the right heart. The Bible say, and Abraham believed. Are you that kind of people? When you listen to the sermon or you read the Word of God, when you read, yes, yes, I believe, I do it, I believe, I do it, or you read the Bible and you argue, and you try to come up with reason to argue with God, or you listen to my sermon and say, oh, you know, he tried to brainwash me, or you say, yes, I believe, I have faith, I gotta do it. That is the character of Abraham. Abraham is that type. When God spoke to him, yes, I believe. Everyone do like this. Yes, you are not nasty. This is to raise hand to God. Don't take me wrong. I don't teach you to be a nasty soldier. Yes, amen. From now on, live that way. Whatever God say, yes, I believe, and I will do it. I will obey you wholeheartedly, and you will see. The covenant that he made with you through Abraham, that covenant is not only for Abraham, but to his natural children and the spiritual children will be made manifest in you. You shall be blessed. You're going to be healthy, strong, prosperous, full of wisdom, promotion, protection. Good things going to happen to you. All the obstacles you're going to overcome. You're going to be lifted up by God. Rise up to the next level. You're gonna be the head, not the tail. You shall be above, not beneath. Everywhere you go, you're gonna produce the Garden of Eden. Everywhere you go, the blessing will flow out of you to touch people. You shall be the blessing to the nations, people that come around you. When you marry a person, that person who marry you gonna be blessed. Your children gonna be blessed because you are the type of person like Joseph and Abraham in the Bible. Amen. Are you excited about this? Do you believe what I preach today? Everyone say yes. I believe. I do it. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Father, we thank you so much for teaching your church the blessing of Abraham, the example of Moses, Joseph, and Abraham, and Jesus in the Bible, Lord. Lord, we believe. We want to say like Abraham, Lord. I believe. What you say, I take it into my heart, and I will practice it. I will keep my heart right, like Joseph, to believe you, to trust you, not to complain, not to give up, but continue to honor you all the days of my life. I will not keep my eyes on what people do, but I always trust your promise, even though the situation may go down. But I believe you can promote me and lift me up, because I choose life. I choose the blessing, Father, and I believe, Father, the blessing of Abraham, the blessing of Jesus, the last Adam, because he was born as a man, and he took the blessing back. The Son of Man, Jesus. Who died on the cross for me to have the blessing available to me? 
I will become like Him, Lord. I am blessed. In the wonderful name of Jesus, everyone say with me: I'm blessed. I'm healed. I have more than enough. I have the wisdom of God. I have victory. I'm whole. I'm the head. I will lend to the nations. The nations will call me blessed. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for taking the curse out of me and teaching me the word. May your Holy Spirit increase in my life. The well in me, the agent of the blessing. And I promise you, Lord, I will seek your kingdom first. I will be a man and a woman of faith. I will obey you, trust you, all the days of my life. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. If you're not a believer, or you walk away from God, I like to ask you to come back to God. He want to bless you. His original plan is to bless mankind, but the door that you can get back into that blessing that Adam or the brothers of King David or the brothers of Joseph blew away. You notice that David had many brothers. Joseph has eleven brothers, but those brothers. Blew the blessing away because David and Joseph decided to believe in God, to obey God. You need to do the same thing today. Give your life to Jesus, to obey Him, and the blessing will come upon you. The goodness of God will come upon you. God is not a respecter of persons. He's a respecter of faith and His word. Give your life to Jesus today, right now. Follow my prayer, Father. I give my life back to you. I'm sorry, Lord, for the sin that I did, that I offended you. I grieved you, Lord. Forgive me of my sin. I repent. I want to come back to you, Lord. Lord Jesus, come into my life to be my savior. Remove the curse from me. Give me the blessing. Give me a new life. Give it more abundantly, Lord. From today on, I will read the Bible. I will pray. I will go to church and serve you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. We trust that this message is ministered to you. 
If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.NewHopeInternationalChurch.com. I'm so thirsty. Friends think that 